and welcome back to the Dakota's Doing Podcast. I'm your host, Mason, and today I'm joined by Ben and Claire, as always. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Nice weather. Feels like spring. Yeah, it's actually, uh, I don't know, I've I've kind of grown accustomed to wearing a hoodie all the time, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty hot today. I might have to crack open a window. What's the, what's the uh, balmy temperature out there? I think it's around 63, 64 or so. Okay, yeah, you are a little warm. We are uh, 48 right now. Yeah. Maybe I should actually go outside today. <laughs> you should. It's at, 60, at 66, 67 degrees. That's really nice out. So uh, this isn't related to weather, but we're going to jump right into COVID. Um, UND is now vaccinating students with the Johnson Johnson vaccine. They sent out polls for students, and within the first day, they got like 900 responses. It was texted out to people. Was it a text or was it an email? I think I saw I an email about both. it. Probably, I, I think it was I both. Yeah. yeah, there was a text that I got on last Wednesday, and I think and it was just a one-question survey. Everybody's got to get on that, I guess. Yeah. About that time, make it all these. And more UND news, we had a pretty intense game uh, over the weekend, right? Against UMD? Yeah, that was... I, I watched... From period, I think it was OT four to OT five, and watched um, pretty much watched until the end where where we were setting a record for the longest game for a tournament history in NCAA hockey history, um, with the game lasting 142 minutes and 13 seconds. Um, the previous record for a game was 123 minutes and 53 seconds. Oh, and yeah. we are and the record breakers. Yes, and what and our previous game in NCAA tournament history for the longest game was ninety-one minutes and forty-eight seconds. Okay, it was kind of crazy when you look at the scoring, though. That most of the scores, most of the goals happened in period three, at, with like four minutes to the end of the period, hmm. and then they went equivalently a whole game of overtime with nothing. Yeah. Well, so I watched. Um, all the overtimes, I didn't quite catch the end of the uh, third period. Uh, my dad was texting me updates. He's like, you got to go turn it on. I was like, okay. So, um, did you see the over the first OT goal that got called off sides? Did I you did see not. The highlights? I don't, do you know what, what, do you know which OT that happened in? I thought it was the first period. First, first I, overtime period. I was kind of just watching the highlights, and then when I saw it, we had hit four OTs. It was like, what the heck is going on? So I turned because we're now at NCAA ends. Pretty much the games get broadcasted nationwide, so I was able to watch from out here, and that's when I picked up watching the game. And it was, you could tell that I, I that by the end of those period, that period OT four, those guys are shot. Oh yeah, no, they had literally played two games that night, and then a game the day before I heard something about some IV hookups. So that's pretty intense. Um, yeah. Interesting. Don't, don't I didn't hear about, about that. that a lot in college. So that's kind yeah. of becoming a trend though. Like aren't there IV, I don't know, shops, whatever services they can go and get an IV. I think that's becoming somewhat of a trend. I don't know. I saw it in Colorado. I, I, I don't know much about the whole uh, that whole IV thing. I bet it's just a a faster way to for them to get fluids replenished when necessary. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. I, I'm just saying it's not very common in college sports. Like oh, yeah. I, you hear about it like professionally. Cause I mean, it's their job. <laughs> I, I, w- I would think though, that if they had played a normal game with like one OT, maybe they, it wasn't necessary, but considering they played two full games. Yes. No, absolutely. basically in time back to back that mm-hmm. they were pretty much well shot. You know, then, I haven't been uh, keeping up with this too much. What does this mean for UND now? Are we out of the tourney? Yeah, we're done. Okay. We're done. But with, that's why I was depressed because I watched five periods of overtime just to cry. <laughs> yeah, but they had a very good uh, rec run this year. Um, let me look at. Let me pull up their record this year. They did really well, and so we ended up the season twenty-two six and one. Mm-hmm. Not bad at all. No, not bad at all. And so the last time we played, we played uh, Minnesota Duluth back when in, in the end, in the bubble down in Omaha. And that was where we got our tie uh, in OT of two, two and two with the shootout. Then we won against them back in December. And, and then we faced them again um, at, in the front tournament. Yeah, it's a tough loss, but it's a good season. Yeah, very good season. Oh, we, we, well, we've all, we got to look at them. They've had they had two great seasons in the last two years. Like when we go back to our, the twenty eighteen season, where they were eighteen, uh, eighteen, seventeen, and two. Compare, and then you look at last year where they were uh, twenty six and five. So they come this year and be uh, twenty two and six. That's really good. Yeah. It's going to be sad to see the seniors go and anyone else who is electing for the draft, but hopefully we'll come back stronger next week, next year. Yep, That's all we can hope for. Yeah. I almost said next week. (laughs) Um, So we got some other news. This is kind of old, but Joe Biden had a fall. And then also a press conference. I don't know if you guys watched that. I watched a couple clips of it. I watched a little bit of that press conference. He just seems lost sometimes, but I don't know. It's an old person thing, I guess. Maybe that fall was kind of funny. I shouldn't say funny, but the memes of the fall were funny. Oh yeah. The memes are pretty good. Not going to lie. I'm glad he didn't get hurt. That would have sucked, but memes are good. Memes are funny. (laughs) Well, you won't. You watch him climb those ladders and he trips the first time. You think, oh, he's going to be fine. He trips the second time. You think, oh boy, what's going to happen? Trips the third time. And then he takes the tumble. And I think a lot of people are saying that it was the, it was really windy out there, but I'm like, his whole legs were covered by the shields of the, of the stairs. And he had a railing. And he had a railing that he was holding on to. I don't know. I've, I've always kind of questioned the competence of Biden and I will continue to do so, especially with that press conference. It was just, I don't know what the U S is offering. It's not, it's not much, but what else can we do? We got the guy. He's a prez stick with him. Glad he didn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a real, it's a good thing. He didn't get hurt. Some other news. 
Uh, we could jump to a lot, actually. Lots, lots of stuff going on recently. We got the Suez Canal. I think that's finally been refloated. Yeah, that got refloated. That was refloated this morning, I think at like 5 a.m. But yeah, that, that it's kind of crazy that that boat was stuck there for six days and all because of, uh, yeah, all because of weather. But it does make me wonder, though, because of this accident, uh, not accident, this incident, we should say, was an accident. If uh, they're going to maybe deepen or reinforce that area better so this couldn't happen again. I'm guessing they're going to do some like rolling devices on the sides or something. I don't know. I'm not a a canal engineer, <laughs> but um, that makes sense, right? It got locked in a pretty nasty spot at the front, you know, where the front was uh, touching the, the canal walls. If they had rollers in place there, it'd just roll off theoretically, right? I don't know. Possibly. I'm like you said, we're know. no experts. Yeah, we're no experts. So we'll leave that for engineers. Yeah, I started in chemical engineering, not civil. Sorry, can't help. <laughs> Did you guys hear though that they were kind of worried about like a TP shortage if that situation didn't get solved? No, they were they're worried they were worried about everything. They were so they threw out estimates that it was going to uh they well I think it was mainly because they initially thought that it was gonna be stuck there for two months. Oh, okay. Because that's when when it first got stuck, that was what the initial uh, answers were, that it was going to be like a two-month halt, halt and had already, I've, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe, I think that some of the boats were being planned to get rerouted around Africa mm-hmm. yep. because that canal is used so heavily. I was joking with my roommates that in the year 2050, someone's going to be reading up on the history of World War III, and it's all going to be cut. It's all going to start because one boat got stuck in the canal. <laughs> Come on, tell me that's not something that you could imagine yourself reading in your kid's history textbook, like straight up. I could. Honestly, like, even though it seems so small, that, that the Suez Canal is vitally important to the world. And yeah, the halt in you know oil trade is basically what, in my opinion, is the major issue there. But yeah, it's it's kind of crazy at how much we use like the Suez and the Panama Canal, and we there really haven't been many things where it's been blockaded like that. I read, I think I read somewhere. I'm kind of surprised nothing like this has happened before. Not gonna lie. Well, it may have happened, but it didn't. It wasn't uh, to this extent. It didn't happen for like a six-day thing. Yeah. yeah, I think they were estimating. So the BBC wrote an article saying that it would that the blockage could cost global trade between six billion and ten billion a week, and reduce global trade growth by 0.2 to 0.4 percentage points. Yeah, so that's intense. That's a hefty toll. Yeah. The one thing we don't know yet is if it's been uh, the canal has been reopened at, to allow for other boats to pass through. But it was kind of crazy. There's um, pictures out there where you see heavy equipment standing next to it, and it just looks tiny. Mighty, tiny. It looks like a child's toy. <laughs> um, and then there were a whole bunch of memes that came out of it. I believe that was the biggest or one of the biggest container ships in the world, right? 
Well, it may be one of the largest ones that can fit in the Suez Canal. Maybe that was it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought I saw it. It was one of the biggest in the world. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's a big ship. It caused a big block. Looks like the largest ones are the Marsk Triple E's, and they are about 1,300 feet long, capable uh, of holding more than 18,000 container think units. That ship is one of those. It's not, it's, it's one of, it's similar in size to it, but it isn't that one because okay. each company has their own All right. branding for them. Yeah. It's a big boy. So yeah. Cause that boat was able to hold, uh, what's the number? 20,000 units. But still, these are pretty big ships. Yeah. Massive. All right. Another big news. We have little Nas X dropping some Satan themed shoes. Uh, for a price of $1,018, I believe. And there's only 666 pairs. Is it sure? Is it true that he, he that they were $1,018? Or was that someone trying to resell it or something? No, no, that's no, what they're no, priced no, that's, at. It's specific because the verse Luke 10, 18 oh. is, is the reference verse like on the actual shoe. So that's what it is. Okay. That makes uh, sense. Cause I was thinking that would, if he were, if they were really going to go after it, they would make them $666 and like 69 cents or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, um, first impression of the shoe. I don't like them. Not a fan. Just aesthetics wise. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the way they look. I mean, yeah. I don't think they look that bad, to be honest. I'm not worth the price tag, in my opinion, for custom sneakers. But yeah, but what were those? What, were, what was the last big custom sneaker that came out? What, were, what did those ones cost? Oh, the Nike, the Nike Valentine's Day ones. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It was what was the last big shoe thing that happened? I have no I, idea. I don't know. I. Personally, I don't pay much attention to shoes. I'm not in that world. Okay, well, I don't know what what the last drop was for the Nike Valentine's Day ones, but this company that Lil Nas X is going with uh, for the shoe drop, they did Jesus sneakers a couple weeks ago, and they um, used, like, holy water from the Jordan in, like, the little bubble heel thing. So... Hmm. I found that interesting, but what's, I think, okay, despite the, you know, the actual religious controversy and, you know, the idea of adding a drop of human blood in there, um, <laughs> is the fact that Nike is obviously not too pleased uh, with the backlash they're getting. A lot of Christian communities are like, we're boycotting Nike now, and Nike has nothing to do with it. The um, art company that is, you know, customizing these shoes just happened to buy 666 pairs of sneakers. Like they're not actually like a Nike hmm. collaboration. So legally that could be interesting in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, this art studio, I was, I was reading up on it more. As I said, they did that Jesus sneaker drop, but they also cut up four Hermes Birkin bags. Do you guys know what Birkin bags are? No idea. Nope. Okay. Okay, so Hermes Birkin bags are quite literally investments, not like, oh my gosh, it's an investment piece for my closet. Like, no, these things are, I think the most expensive one I've seen is a quarter of a million dollars and they're kept in like 
humidified controlled temp controlled closets to be selected to purchase a bag you have to be on a waiting list like what (laughs) to get these bags is absolutely impossible um the cheapest ones i've seen are still a hot you know twelve thousand dollars um some of the bags are like actually interesting leather choice types but the point is they're super duper like luxury bags and geez um, i I just pulled i pulled up i pulled up the hermes website their cheapest thing is the 4B20 pouch for $530. It's seven, it's eight inches long, about six high, inches high, and three it's not inches a deep. Kit. But that's not even a bird kit. Like Hermes makes other types of bags. These are uh, any idea bags. what that would be under? Uh, uh let me check real quick. I'll mute Because I'm on the I'm on the Hermes website. While you guys are getting into that, I I do think Lil Nas did well or does well staying in the public eye. You know, I think oh, that's something he's yes. done very well because he certainly has. Did you see his quote unquote apology video? That was funny. I have not, but I always uh, hear about Lil Nas and I don't even follow him. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. He's for someone who's relatively new in the music space and who hasn't released much, you're constantly hearing about him. Yeah. But yeah, so it looks like that company that did the uh, Jesus shoe is with that Air Max 97. Those went on sale for about four grand a pair. Interesting. And you could, and if you really, and if you really, really wanted to do something like this, you can buy a Nike, you can buy them directly from Nike, just the Air Max 97s without any customization mm-hmm. for like 180 bucks. Yeah. Or they have their special, the Nike customized for you um, with prices starting at 190. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I never finished my turn about this Birkin thing. So uh, the art company bought four Birkin bags and cut them up and made them into sandals. Uh so and then obviously sold the sandals in a drop, but no no one from Hermes has been like, man, that was so disrespectful. You can't be selling our products like this, you know, because there wasn't any backlash over it. Well, considering that this company has done, you know, I think they used Air Forces for the Jesus shoe as well as you know the new little Nas X. They are Satan Air Force. The, they're uh, they're the Air Max ninety seven. They're not oh, the Air sorry, Force. My bad. My bad. My bad. I'm getting technical on this. Thank you. Thank <laughs> we, we, you. We, we, we have to be careful because if we, if someone from the, sh- from the shoe collection industry listens to this, we don't want them to be offended by us screwing up overpriced shoes names. All right. So let's do some opinions. Are we going to see some legal action? I honestly don't think so. The only reason why I could see legal action is that it's hurting Nike's brand image, but you know, if they went after this customizable shoe, they'd have to go after all of them. And right, yeah. that's a huge market for Nike is people doing these, you know, customizable refurbishing almost of the shoe. So I think it hurt them if they went after it. And I, I don't know if it's the best idea. Who knows? They... <laughs> But I feel like though, if they're if they're going to go after if let's say they were to go after this one, then every other shoe customizer is now going to be under the radar of 
watching out to make sure, are we doing, are we going to do this in the view that Nike wants us to do or Adidas or whoever makes the shoe that they're customizing of, could they come after them after backlash? Yeah. And it unleash a hellstorm of, I guess, you know, we're talking about Satan hell um, of just stuff. You know, it just wouldn't be fun. It'd be a long, long process and there'd be lots of people involved. I don't, I don't know. According to this website, Nike did file, uh, they filed a trademark infringement and dilution. Um, they filed that today. Today's the 29th, is it not? Yes, yeah. today is the 29th. Interesting. Yeah, so. Did Lil Nas say that it was a Nike collab or anything like that? No, no. So the collab is with MSCHF. No yeah. idea what it stands for. But um, I do think it's funny that this conversation, we totally glossed over the fact that they did include a drop of human blood for, <laughs> for on the legal side of things. Not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, especially during COVID times. I don't know. Well, okay. You, we all know that these are a group of artists. Okay. I would put so much money. That's just some graphic designer in the corner. <laughs> just get like a sewing needle. And it's like, here we go, boys. Get after it. Like what? <laughs> this is not a medically sanitary process. I would put so much money on that. But you know what? People are going to buy them. People are going to collect them. And then we're going to keep, well, then we'll talk about it for years to come. Uh, people already bought them. They're sold out. So yeah, they sold out. I know, no, but I mean, the ones who have them are going to then try and who, if they're going to flip, they are going to flip them or something or, mm. or maybe Under we see a minute. That's crazy. Yep. Imagine making $700,000 in under a minute. Yeah, that. Not imaginable. <laughs> kind of crazy. That is wild. I don't know what news can top this. That's the biggest news of the year. <laughs> but um, we, Amazon we drivers have, uh, peeing in their bot in, in bottles. I didn't look into that. Why are they peeing in bottles, Ben? Um, <laughs> because their their routes are long, or what? No, it's because they are pushed so hard to try and get um, the work done that. They don't have like time for them to take a bathroom break. So what they've done is um, so they've basically said to pee in a bottle or to that way they can, they're able to get all of their uh, packages delivered out in their amount in the amount of time that's necessary. Are there some legal actions happening because of that? Um, I don't know. I know. This article came out on Intercept on, back on the 25th. So there was, um, it started to come around that these this whole thing, it all started actually with a Bernie Sanders trip to Alabama for the unionization of workers there, what? where this um, story started to come out. Huh. So... Well, ladies and gents, I guess Amazon drivers are uh, peeing in bottles. Make sure to wash your hands after coming in contact. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's so, kind of, to be honest, though, I don't know. this sounds bad. I'm not surprised. Like, whenever I worked, like, fast food and retail stuff, 
a lot of times just don't go on your 15 don't advertise it yeah it do be like that so you know what we'll we'll hear more out and we'll hear more later on once more of the stories come out but yeah you know what there's only there's a little bit of information we have about this it's not like we have a whole bunch but it's definitely going to be an interesting thing to see what's going to happen, especially with Amazon really now kind of exploding in the, they, uh, them cutting out uh, FedEx and UPS and doing their own shipping themselves. Yeah. So who knows? We may start hearing more about this, but because we do know that the FedEx and UPS guys don't have it easy as well. So I don't think many of them do at all. And we have the U.S. Postal Service increasing prices and slowing down service. Maybe they're finally letting their drivers, you know, go to the bathroom. Huh? But that's why they got to increase prices and yep. slow down time. To be honest, I'm still amazed the post office is still in business. It's I, re- I really would have thought by now FedEx and UPS would have killed them. It's a, well, it's a government subsidiary yeah. program. Yeah. They keep getting you know, uh, government funding. They lose so much money every yep. year. Yep. That was Amtrak. Here That's the one thing that government is really good at losing money. Can't they can't help themselves. I don't know. It's uh but I can't say the goal of the government is to make money like outside of <laughs> because it doesn't make money, you just tax the citizens, right? Like I mean, if I'm getting taxed, I'd like them to not waste it, but yeah. I mean, fair enough, but <laughs> they don't yeah, raise revenue is the point. Like they're not, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens now, especially with this whole mail getting service being slower and prices going up yet again. Are we going to see a big boom of people trying to buy the current stamps right now since that forever stamp is locks that price in? Are stamps like a profitable business model? I I need to look more into the post you, service. You've got to have postage to get your your package mail. And if they're going to start increasing rates, you might as well collect to start get stamps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I don't even know what the current rate is. I just only use forever stamps, so I don't have to think about it. Postage rates. Here we go. Um, I think stamps are. So a book of 20 stamps is $11 and a book of a hundred is 55. So they're 55 cents a piece. Pretty spendy. What's the actual, what's the actual rate though to mail a letter these days? I have no idea. It's well, if it's a stamp, that's 55 cents. No, no, I'm saying, okay. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I'm good. That's not what I'm saying. So we're just going to let it go. (laughs) Are, Are you talking like package costs? No, like, okay, so if you don't have a forever stamp, you can, like, buy stamps at their assigned price of, like, this is a three-cent stamp. Like, I have those stamps. I normally use them for postcards because postcards are, like, 10 cents to mail, basically. Uh, There's an actual rate. And so, in theory, if I had a forever stamp that I bought for 30 cents back in 2010, I can stick that forever stamp on a letter today and mail it even though a forever stamp costs 55 cents right so the rate itself 
can vary. You're right. Like, for example, if you needed an additional ounce, that's mm. uh, for a sheet, of, that's 20 cents a stamp. Not going to lie. I got a little lost in the mailing rates. That's not really a topic of interest to me, but yeah. Sorry, I can't offer more for this conversation, guys. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. You know what? It, postage isn't one of those interesting things where you need the post office, but the post office is always the best. I haven't sent a letter in years. I've sent packages, not a letter though. My grandparents write me a letter every single week. So I try to try to stay in correspondence, although I'll admit I often forget. So sorry to my grandparents, but yeah, so I do write quite a few letters in conclusion. All right. To end the podcast, we got some student events. We have registration opening for summer 2021 and fall 2021 on April 5th. If you need your summer courses, you need to sign up for next year, do it as soon as possible. You don't want to miss out on classes. I know I did that my sophomore year or so. I just took a a bunch of random classes because I was late. So don't do that, guys. Do you ever deal with that, Clara, Ben? No. Always uh, no. <laughs> early registered. I usually pay attention to one of my registration data. Look at you good kids. Yeah, I kept track of it. I was in the honors program for uh, freshman year and my first semester, my sophomore year. I technically still might be in it. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> so that always got me priority registration. So I just knew I was like first day for all of that when it did open up. So I planned it pretty well out just to stay on track but I was also engineering at the time and so it's pretty laid out of this class is only offered in spring of even years so you just that's just what you took <laughs> interesting but, huh yep so now I get to have fun wow wild fun I don't know that stuff <laughs> for sports we got uh you know a lot we have hockey obviously win against St. Cloud American International. Is that a that was, school? That was the oh, team was. name. Yeah, really? and we could have just brought out the club team for that one. Yeah, 5-1 win. Sad yeah. loss to Minnesota Duluth in the f- fifth OT. Longest game in NCAA hockey history now. No, at least we broke a record. Well, n- n- you have to be specific. It's the longest tournament game in oh, NCAA tournament history. Game. They did not say that it was the longest game. It's the ter- it's in tournament game. I apologize. It was the longest tournament game. <laughs> Women's volleyball, uh, tough week. Losses against Western Illinois and North Dakota State. Women's soccer had a rough start to the week, but ended strong with losses against Denver and wins against Kansas City, one of them in OT. Men's tennis, bunch of wins, bunch of losses, pretty split e- evenly. Loss against New Orleans, wins against Nickel State, loss against Southern Mississippi, and a massive 7-0 win against Illinois State. Great job. Women's tennis did outstanding. 6-1 against Northern Carolina Central, 7-0 against Western Illinois, 5-2 against Creighton. Uh, Softball, yeah. Uh, Started the week, you know, rough, but ended pretty strong. Loss against Florida, loss against Southern Florida, or South Florida, and then... Two wins, two losses against Omaha football. Is this the end of football now that with their loss to NDSU or no? No, they had a game this week that got 
postponed. Okay. Uh, and then I think this was also spring break for sports since we had like four days of no sports last week. Okay. Well, as the year is coming to the end, still we're sports. So stay tuned. Make sure you watch all the rest of the games. Sad to see hockey go, but what can you do? Get them, get them next year. Thank you for tuning in to Dakota's Doing Podcast. It was lovely having you all. Great seeing Ben and Claire. Make sure to tune in next week for some more news, community events, whatnot. And, uh, thanks for listening. Have a great week.